You're listening to Life and Leadership, a podcast designed to connect life and leadership today so that you can flourish tomorrow. And now your host, Daniel Kitchell. Welcome everyone to Life and Leadership. This is Pastor Daniel. I want to thank you so much for being with me today, where it's going to be my joy to help you lead with love so you will love to lead. This show continues to grow every day and with every episode we have together because you, the listener, are right there in the middle of it all. Every time you share this out on your social media pages or you text it out to a family member or friend, you are helping the audience grow and develop. One of the most impactful things I've seen that a lot of you do is you go into your Spotify account or your Apple account and you click the share button on a particular episode. And that way you're able to direct message that to people through Instagram or Twitter or just through a text message. It's so easy and it just makes a huge difference. So all of those things that you all do is making a direct impact on so many people. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you for being a part of this because I truly could not do it without your help. We are in this together and we are making a gigantic difference in a lot of people's lives. As we roll into our sixth week here together, we are about to hit the 800 mark on downloads. And that number just brings me great joy because I know it means we're making a difference in people's hearts and their lives because they are hearing the truth. They're hearing great stories from amazing people and they're hearing life through their headphones or in their car or wherever they might be. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being in this with me. I am forever grateful. Well, this show is everywhere you want to listen to your music or your podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, anywhere you want to listen to music, podcast books. It's all there for you. So go check it out. The easiest thing to do, though, is go to danielkitchell.com. The show is right there for you on the website. But the great thing about the website is that you can look at show notes there And we always have a transcript of the show for you. So if you like something you heard in an interview or a conversation, you can go back and read it. I'm a reader. I like to see things on the screen and even sometimes print things off so I can have it in my hand. So there's always a show transcript for you to help you continue to grow. Well, as I always want to do with you here on this show, let's start with a question. And it's a question you probably have never been asked before. And so let it sit with you for just a moment. You might even need to hit the pause button to think about it, but here it is. What are you creating in your life? What are you creating in your life? Now, before you think that that's a loaded pastor question about spiritual and emotional things, I want you to know that it's not. That's not what I'm asking you. Those things are important, spiritual and emotional growth and Building things there is vital to life. But I'm asking you today in a very pragmatic, physical sense, what are you building and creating in your life? I believe that God put us on this earth to create things. And when we're creating things, we are worshiping him because he is the one that gives us the skills and the desires and the abilities to do those things. So when we're creating, we are actually worshiping him. What are you creating in your life? I'm sitting behind this microphone right now. I'm creating. This podcast started in my heart and 
I had to build it. I had to create it. And as I did it, as difficult as it was at times and as gut-wrenching some of the moments were, I continued the work. The creation was still there. And I knew as I did that, I was worshiping God. When I prepare a sermon and then I get to get up in front of my church and and put that on display in front of them, I'm creating. And when I'm doing those things, I feel so alive. Even when I'm just doing like basic graphic design and I'm building something from scratch, I just feel like I'm walking in rhythm and groove of what God put me here to do. And so when I am creating, I am displaying him to the world, his love, his care, and making the world that is so dark just a little bit brighter. God put us here to create. My wife is an artist. And to see her take a white canvas and take her hands and paintbrushes and take what's in her heart and in her mind and put it on a canvas is one of the most remarkable things I've ever witnessed. She's creating. And when she's done with that painting and she can step back and look at it, I know she feels such joy and fulfillment because she's doing what God put her here to do. My brother is an incredible worker with bricks. He is so good at laying bricks and building things with them. And I've seen some of the work that he's done, and I know how labor-intensive those jobs can be. But when he gets done, he can look at what he put together. I know he feels a lot of pride in that because he's doing something that God gifted him to do. When we're creating, we are worshiping. So think about your life for just a moment. What are you really good at? What has God given you the ability and the talent to do, but you're just not doing it anymore? You've just stopped. You let the boredom of life creep in or your desire to be entertained and, and constantly doing other things to push out these moments where God is saying, create for me, do things for me. When we are building things out, we are going to feel joy. We are going to know contentment. And we're going to understand that when we are creating things, we're worshiping. I know I feel so alive when I'm just doing these types of things. It's where I find incredible joy. So today, what are you creating with your life? Well, over the next month or so, you're going to be hearing some incredible interviews that I have set up with some amazing people. And I cannot wait to get to those with you. They're going to bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. But today, I just felt really led to do something a, a bit different. In my heart and in my mind, I can see myself standing next to you with my arm around you and me just telling you about a big struggle that I've had for a better part of my life. It's something that I remember having even as a young boy and things that I just even experienced a week ago. It's a common struggle that I think many of us have, and I think it's especially intensified during this time of year. What is my struggle? Well, my struggle is with worry. I am a worrier, and I have wrestled with this for years and years and years, and it's been a roller coaster for me because I feel like sometimes in my life I have done really well with it, where it didn't control me and it didn't consume me. But then there were other times when I just felt crushed 
by worry and by fear and by anxiety. I just felt it. And it's been there heavy upon me. And I just know that in this time of year, particularly, everything is magnified with the holidays and with the speed of the year approaching and with all the places we got to go and all the all the things happening and the abundance and the uh, the lack of things that we might have. We might miss someone that's gone on before us that's passed away or we have a broken home or our family might be shattered to some degree. And and this time of year just seems to intensify everything about those emotions, whether they're good or they're bad. And so I want to just give you some truth today about all of that, because as we move into these coming days, I know what awaits me. I know what awaits you. And so I want us to be prepared in our hearts. And so just allow me today to, to put my arm around you a little bit, to just speak some truth to you. And I think God will really, really bless us through our time together today. So just this past Thanksgiving, I was able to go over to my brother's house and my whole family was there. And I love the fact that it was a crisp, cool night. And we sat on the patio at my brother's house for a long time, hours, and it was chilly and I was bundled up pretty good, but it was getting kind of cold. It was getting colder. And uh, my brother slipped inside and then came back out and he brought outside a blanket for me. And when he threw it on me, he threw it right on my face. But when he threw it at me, I, <laughs> I, I asked him immediately, I said, was that, did you put that in the dryer for me? I was thinking, man, what a servant. And he said, no, no, I didn't put it in the dryer. I just got it from inside the house. And, and so, I mean, the house was toasty and, <laughs> and he threw this blanket on me and it was so warm and felt so good. And it just, it just made me feel great. And we were able to sit out there for a while longer and, I thought about that as he did that and I was driving home and and I was thinking about the word of God and a lot of times you know we we read the scripture and we hear what's being taught and we just think it's all reprimands. We all, we just think it's all discipline. It's it's all God is telling me what to do and and here's God's rules and there's a lot of that and that's certainly true and we need that. But a lot of times in the scripture it's just a gentle reprimand and reminder of a better life that when Jesus teaches us something or we read a story in the Bible, a lot of times it's just a, a gentle correcting so that we can have a better life and have more joy within us. And I think this is certainly true in, in the book of Luke and chapter 12, where Jesus just gives this amazing teaching about worry. And even though he taught this 2000 years ago, it is so relevant to us today. I mean, he is telling the crowd during that day and time, don't be consumed by what you will eat, what you will drink and what you will wear. And as Americans, we are so consumed with those things, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, what we're going to do. And Jesus tells the crowd, don't be defined by that. That's not how you're supposed to live. God will take care of you. He even compares us to birds in the teaching and says, God takes care of the ravens. God gives them food to eat. God prepares them for what they need. God's going to do the same thing for you. You're, you're way more valuable than the ravens. And even Jesus says the words that are so powerful. He said, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? 
listen very carefully to those words. Worry is a subtractor. It is always going to take away and rob you. It's never going to add anything to your life or to your time here on earth. It's only going to subtract. It's only going to remove and take away joy and freedom. And so let's just take a break for a second and let's ask ourselves this question. Whenever you are feeling the overwhelming weight of worry, I want you to think about what it does to you physically. What are your symptoms physically? For me, when I feel it, I can, I can hear my heart pounding in my chest. I can feel it thumping. And sometimes I'll lay in bed at night and I'll be there and I can actually just feel my pulse just pounding in my whole body. And then I have trouble going to sleep. I lay there and instead of praying, I, I start thinking about all the million things I've got to do or, or what I'm concerned about or what is eating me up. And I just lay there and I can feel my heart pounding and it just boom, boom, boom. And I just feel it. And for some of you, you get headaches. You, you feel incredibly stressed. Some of your worry leads you to addiction in order to cope. We all have different physical ailments that come along with this worry. And I believe this is why Jesus spoke to it, because he knew it was going to be the common struggle of man to live in a way where we're being robbed of today because we're so worried about tomorrow. So I believe there's two fixes to this. There's two big things we can do that I hope will really help you especially during this time of year. Number one, I think the biggest thing we have to do is we need to differentiate and separate our needs from our wants. And that's a tough thing for us spoiled Americans. It really is. We are so entitled and we are so ungrateful sometimes for all the things that we have. And many of us in this life, we have confused our needs with our wants. And so let's give the basic definition of what a need is. A need is what it means to be essential for life to happen. And when you whittle down the definition of a need to that, it eliminates a lot of things that we really do worry about as people. What are our needs compared to our wants? When those lines are blurred, that is when the fear and the worry really set in with us. This is why Jesus used eating and drinking and what we're going to wear as an example, because a lot of times we think that those things are our needs. Those are the most important things about life, but they're not. What do we really need? Well, we need God. We need a relationship with him. We need a relationship with our family. We need friendships. We need to grow spiritually. Those are the essential things of life and everything else is just a detail. But it's the details that get us worried, the details that eat us up. So today, just go before God with open hands and say, what are my needs, God? What are my wants? Help me see the difference between the two, because I know when I pray that prayer, God really shows me quickly that I'm ate up with my wants and not my needs. And I know when I begin to get consumed by the things that are necessary my worries seem to fade away very quickly. 
And the second gigantic thing I believe we can do to help wash away the worry that's inside of us is by paying attention to that very last thing that Jesus said in his teaching in Luke 12. He said, for where your treasure is, that is where your heart is located. Every single one of us listening to this show right now, you have something that you treasure. There is something in your life that gets your money, it gets your time, it gets your attention, your affection, your adoration, all of your just resources. You have something that you treasure. And whatever that is, that is where your heart is located. And what we have to make sure of is that our heart is located on the right things, that it's not located on things that are going to stress us out, things that are going to be fading away eventually in this life, things that are about eating and drinking and what we're going to wear, but that our treasure is located on things that are going to last and that they're going to matter. Listen carefully. Paul David Tripp says it really well. None of us have a choice on whether or not we are worshipers. We are all worshiping something. I don't care if you're a devout Christian someone that doesn't believe anything about God in the slightest, every one of us worship. We are born to give adoration and attention and affection to things. It's within us. We have to make a decision about where that's going to be directed. We all are worshipers, and we have to direct our attention to the thing that is going to give us hope and is going to give us joy, and that's to God who will take great care of us. My name is Daniel Kitchell, and I'm letting you know I don't have a worry problem. What I really have is I have a worship problem. And so when I feel completely destroyed within with worry, and my heart is pounding, and I'm stressed, and I can't sleep, and I cope in unhealthy ways, I have a worship problem. And I've learned in my life that when I have those moments staring me in the face, I have to turn my attention to the one that clothes the flowers of the field, the one that feeds the birds without them asking, and understand that he gives me all things when I seek his kingdom first and foremost. I want you all to know that it was just my desire to stand with you today with empathy, with my arm around you saying, this is my struggle. It's a struggle for many of us. And so today, identify your worry, just like I did. Call it out, whatever way it affects you, and just say, Lord, God, I want to be a worshiper not a worrier. Thank you for joining me here today. It's just such a joy to be a small part of your life. And I just cannot wait for our next time together where it's going to be my joy to help you lead with love so you will love to lead. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Life and Leadership with Daniel Kitchell. We hope that you're with us again next time as we connect life and leadership today so that you can flourish tomorrow.